0: When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to The Blessed Journey. Another episode, and if you haven't kind of worked out how this is all running yet, this is a weekly podcast now. My plan, and the plan has been working so far, which is really exciting, is to release this each weekend, normally on a Sunday morning Australia time. So if you're in Europe or America, that's probably going to be more around your Saturday night still. But I'll always be looking to the week ahead. So you've got a bit of the weekend left to check out the podcast and kind of plan for the week ahead. Now, this week ahead, the next seven days, it's going to be quite eventful. Up in the heavens, there's a lot of things kind of shifting about, and of course, those energies will bring different impacts on us as we go about our day and our night. And then, of course, we can work with different gifts of nature, crystals, essential oils, and so on, to make sure that we not just survive but thrive with these shifts. And also, it's a really great time to celebrate. So, in the coming week, you can expect a solstice, a retrograde and a new moon and we're going to go through each of them today so let's start off with the solstice so a solstice happens when the earth gets to its final tipping point on its axis and then starts to go the other way so this creates either the summer solstice the longest day of the year or the winter solstice which is the shortest day of the year and of course that's about to happen the southern hemisphere is going to have the winter solstice which is their shortest day And, of course, the North, you have your summer solstice. And that's what I wanted to dive into first. Now, in the people that have worked and aligned with nature, obviously the turning of the seasons was so important because of agriculture and knowing what to hunt and when to migrate and all these different things. So when we work with uh, gifts of essential oils, gifts of crystals, gifts of animal guides, knowing what's happening in nature and working with that is a really beautiful thing to do. So the solstices are a time for celebration. And let's dive into the summer solstice first of all for the northern hemisphere. And then we'll have a look at the winter solstice for the southern hemisphere. So the the southern um, sorry the summer solstice happens around the twenty second of June. For the Northern Hemisphere and around the 22nd of December for the Southern Hemisphere. This will vary from year to year. So this year it's around more the 20th. Um, If you're in Asia, it'll be in the Northern Hemisphere, it'll be around the 21st, but it'll still be the 20th in uh, Europe and North America. So this is the day of this is going to be the longest day. The sun will rise very early and it will set very late. Now, I'm going to throw a bit of a pop question at you to start off with. How many full moons are there in a year? Now, if you answered 13, gold star for you, that's right. There's normally about 13 full moons. So there's 13 lunar cycles in a complete calendar year. My next question is how many full suns are there in a year? Now, if you answered one, gold star for you sometimes people go 365 because the sun comes up every day but no we are, and i know we see the full sun but the sun is at its peak energy and that's what we're talking about when i'm you know using that term full sun on the summer solstice so this is a day to celebrate the solar energy and of course the solar energy we focus a lot on the moon and our intuition and introspection and silence and magic and all that type of thing the sun is the opposite energy The sun is about expansion, noise, confidence. It's very yang. It's often associated with the god energy more so than the goddess energy. So, this is the time to really celebrate um your yang energy and your and the divine masculine now regardless of your gender we each have masculine energy within us a yang energy within us that allows us to get out of bed and go and be active and progress and do all those different things in a way so this is the time to really celebrate this now this festival is known either as just the summer solstice sometimes referred to as midsummer or also known as letha l-i-t-h-a by different traditions in the past, that's, that, that's the name they would attribute to it. So this is a really great time to honor that masculine energy within yourself, within your life, and also other people around you. So let me give you a few different ways that you might want to celebrate this. My favorite way, of course, on the summer solstice is to get up early before the sunrise and watch it sun, watch the sunrise. Actually, you know, celebrate that and really soak in that sun's energy. If you love your essential oils, an amazing essential oil that really connects with the rise of the sun is a beautiful floral oil called osmanthus. Now, if you're a bit of a fan of doTERRA, like I am, um, osmanthus oil is found in um, different blends such as Balance or anything like that. But the smell of pure osmanthus oil is like peaches or apricots, and it's just, it brings in this anticipation of what's to come. And on the summer solstice, this is a day of celebrating our our power, our full potential. And we start to think about what do I want to achieve in the full next year? And we start to put some things in action. So get up in the morning, smell a bit of osmanthus if you've got it, or use a blend to connect with osmanthus. And another thing I do for those crystal lovers, take a clear quartz point. Now, I have a pendant that I wear. And if you check out my YouTube channel on this um, summer solstice, you'll see me wearing it and showing it off. Or you can just choose a favorite clear quartz crystal. And what you want to do, just like we like to put our crystals out under the moonlight to absorb that magical energy, put a crystal out and a clear quartz is stunning for it. Put a clear quartz crystal outside to absorb that solar energy. And you want to put it out there where it's going to get the sun for most of the day. So put it out there when you go out in the morning and then take it. Um, back inside whenever the, once the sun has set and it's always beautiful to watch the sunset as well on this beautiful momentous day that crystal then becomes for the next year your power crystal when you're feeling lethargic when you're feeling apathetic when you're feeling unmotivated that clear quartz you can go to you can meditate with it you can wear it whatever you need to do to connect with that solar energy to give you that oomph to keep on going so that's one of my favorite practices to do now while we're out there as well in the sun We cleanse different crystals with the moon, but those are typically we want to cleanse our crystals that are more magical under the moon. Those are there for happiness, confidence, recreation, leisure, success. Those are really good to cleanse out in the sun. So crystals that I would cleanse in the sun would be things such as Tiger's Eye, Golden Damburite, Rutile, Golden Fluorite, Golden Calcite, Um, sunstone of course imperial topaz carnelian a lot of your yellow gold and orange crystals will really thrive well in the sun so pop them out there to give them a new boost of energy so whenever you need that energy from any of those crystals they've kind of been charged up on the full sun day you can also build a solar grid now what are we going to focus on on the full sun day on the summer solstice expansion how are you going to step up in the next year? Maybe you want to expand your own business or maybe you want to expand your social network. And what you can do is you can make a grid. Put a solar crystal in the middle, surround it with a few clear quartz crystals around that and maybe some other crystals. make Be a little bit decorative if you want to and then charge that and visualize that coming into your life. Another fun thing to do, create that grid instead of creating it in your house, create it on a pot of soil. And the extra little thing that you add in there is you get some sunflower seeds, charge them with your intent, plant them in the soil, put your crystals on top and leave that. And then obviously the sunflowers will germinate through the next few weeks and they will bring you know extra energy and extra radiance to your intention as well. This also brings in a really interesting lesson that I love. And I love these grids because it gives you a bit of an indication how you're going with your magical work, your spiritual work and your intentions. Because if you plant those sunflower seeds, you do that on the weekend because it's the summer solstice, brilliant. And then, you know, busy week, forget to order it. Next week, totally forgot about it and that kind of thing. And you realize the seeds never germinate. What is that telling you about your spiritual work and your goals? You set this intention as something I really want and then you forgot about it. You forgot to nurture it. You forgot to give it energy. You forgot to work on it and that type of thing. And it could be a really 101 spiritual lesson, which I absolutely love as well. The other thing that the Summer Solstice is a really good time to do is to look at your relationship with the masculine. How do you honor or nurture your masculine side? So, for example, um, do, are you how are you finding your life abundantly? The masculine is about going and um, electrically chasing and pursuing our goals, getting out there and doing what we want to do and taking action. Whereas the more feminine energy, the full moon is about introspection and planning and considering what feels right. When we're working with the masculine, we're like, let's get out there and do that. So if you are having a lack of abundance, now that can be prosperity or financially, but it can also be friends or love. Or luck or opportunities, whatever that may be, if you're feeling that your life is boring, then this is a great day to work out what do I want to bring in to do that. And by working with the masculine, that can be a really great way. Now, look at the masculine, and sometimes how we feel about the masculine energy is based on our relationship with other men in our lives. It can be our father, uncles, brothers, bosses at work, and that type of thing. Now, regardless of whether you're male or female, how do you feel about the masculine? Do you, you know, sometimes feel that the masculine is a bit pushy or a bit domineering and that type of thing? And so you shy away from that type of behavior and thus you don't step forward, step up, ask for what you want and different things like that. Now, this is not where I'm kind of saying, I, I understand that pretty much throughout the world, wherever you're listening, we're probably in a patriarchal dominated country or society that you're in. When I'm talking about the divine masculine, I am not talking about that stiff upper lip, that rigid, non-caring kind of energy. That is a patriarchal issue that definitely needs to be resolved. What we need to look at is we're looking at more that kind of that confidence, that caring, more compassionate, strong warrior energy. And a warrior, a true warrior has that integrity about them as well. Now, if you find that you've got some challenges coming up with this masculine energy, my favorite essential oil to help you unlock this is the king of the essential oils. That's frankincense. So frankincense and its magic is part of that is shown in how we actually get the essential oil from the tree. Frankincense grows in um, in parts of Africa, the Horn of Africa, countries like Yemen and Amman in the middle of friggin nowhere where most of us would, you know, struggle to survive ourselves. How we get the essential oil from this tree is small incisions are made on this tree, and then it cries tears. So how do we get the golden good stuff from the frankincense tree? When it allows itself to be vulnerable, that is when we get the good bit. So when we're looking at that masculine energy, when do we get the best of the masculine? When the masculine is willing to be vulnerable. So again, that doesn't mean vulnerable, doesn't mean crying. It doesn't mean sharing everything on Facebook and having this big emotional vomit everywhere. What that means is being open and doing your best and being honest when you don't do your best and that type of thing and that's what this masculine energy is about we're all trying to evolve we're all trying to achieve different things we all make mistakes and instead of putting on that stiff upper lip and disconnecting the masculine wants to join with the feminine and create together and so frankincense really allows you to do that so if you don't like the smell of frankincense that, to me, gives me an indication. And that's what I've found when I've done my private readings with people is that if people don't like frankincense, there's an issue around masculine. And so have a little look into that as well. This is also a really good time to honor other men in your life, whether it be your partner as a man or your father, hopefully your father as a man, um, or any other you know men in your life, You know, writing them a letter, saying thank you and different things like that can be a really beautiful thing to do as well it's also a really nice time to celebrate and I'll tell you a little bit about what I'm doing to celebrate the winter solstice in a minute but have a bit of a feast it's always traditional to uh, drinks uh, champagne and ale The traditional foods are edible flowers and your citruses like lemons and oranges and summer squash. A kind of summer solstice traditional foods. But anything that's seasonal where you grow up or where you're living at the moment is absolutely amazing as well. The other thing you want to do as well is really take some time to look at how you can expand your influence in the world and make this world a better place. So this is a great time to even physically or at least energetically and meditationally wise how can we help with a human right an environmental right or any of those types of things as well finally the last thing i really like to do on each of the different festivals now there are eight different major festivals there's the solstices the longest and shortest day there's the equinoxes and then there are what are known as the cross quarter festivals or celebrations these are the kind of eight main nature um, honoring celebrations And so the cross-quarter ones are exactly midway point between a solstice and an equinox. And we'll cover them in future podcasts when they kind of turn around in about um, eight weeks' time. So each of these corresponds with a chakra. Now, your summer solstice is very much to do with your solar plexus chakra. So think about this. I remember when I had to teach a group of eight to 12-year-olds about the chakras. I'm like, how do I explain this solar plexus chakra? So... I said, well, it's like a sun. It's our inner sun, our inner light. And when it's underactive, or we're shy. We, we slouch and we hide away our sun. And when it's overactive, we shine our light so brightly that it ends up blinding different people. And when it's balanced, we just shine. And we work comfortably, friendly, cooperatively with other people for the greater good of all concern. So one thing you can do around the summer solstice and the time when the summer solstice energy is at its peak is three days leading up, the day of, and the day after. So over that time, I'd recommend getting yourself a pendulum. Hold the pendulum in your hand. And there's plenty of videos, including check out my YouTube channel on the um, solar plexus chakra, and I show you how to do it. But ask the pendulum, show me the energy of a balanced chakra. And after a while... pendulum start to swing don't worry about which way it's swinging just how much is it swinging and then put your hand that you do not write with on your solar plexus chakra and say show me the energy of my solar plexus chakra if it swings the same as the first question it's balanced if it swings more it's overactive and if it swings less it's underactive Now, on my YouTube channel, I go into all different crystals that you can use, or if you've done some of my online courses, I go through that. But in a nutshell, if it's overactive, I'd be looking at soothing crystals such as yellow calcite or yellow fluorite. I'd be looking at oils such as lemongrass. If it's underactive, I'd look at crystals such as citrine or yellow opal are really good, um, or tiger's eye can be really good, and I'd be looking at um, essential oils such as ginger. And if it's just balanced, I'd work with yellow tourmaline or heliodor um, or even golden damburite It's a really nice one and maybe something like bergamot and, and that helps to maintain that balance as well. So really focus on this time and as we go through the wheel of the year, we work through the wheel of the the chakras. So this is the time when we are at our full power. We're out, we're socializing more and all that type of thing. So we want to be at our most confidence. And so we really want to balance that chakra. Finally, other essential oils that you want to work with around the summer solstice, frankincense and osmanthus I've already touched on. Laurel is a really great one because it's connected with Apollo, who's a sun god. And of course the sun is at its peak. And then all your citruses. Pick your favourites. Orange, lemon, grapefruit, tangerine, green mandarin. There are so many different options. And play around with different blends. And, you know, I'd love to hear about those blends as well. Feel free to contact me with my contact details below in the show notes. And let us know and bring that real celebratory energy in for you in the northern hemisphere. And then we move to the southern hemisphere. This, of course, is going to be our winter solstice, which is also known as Yule. Now you may be thinking... Hold on, Yule, where have I had that? Christmas. Because what happened is we had these major festivals and they they come, basically originate out of Europe. And when Christianity was sweeping across Europe, they laid their festivals over the top of the festivals that were already there. And so Yule, which is a celebration of the winter solstice, around the 22nd of June, although it's happening around the 21st of June this year in the Southern Hemisphere, But when's it happening in the Northern Hemisphere? The 22nd of December, right near that 25th, that Christmas. So you will find that some of the traditions of Yule very much resonate with Christmas. Now, of course, this is the shortest day of the year and the longest night. And what this is sometimes seen as, as a birth of a brand new year. You often hear me refer to the moon as being the goddess and the sun representing the God. And there is this beautiful myth that each year, on the summer, sorry, on the winter solstice, the old sun god dies, and in the morning, a new sun god is born. And he gets stronger and stronger and stronger until he gets to the summer solstice. He's at his strongest, and then he becomes weaker and he dies. And that's that cyclical nature. So, this is a, an exciting time. It's a brand new year. And so, this is a time to really get out there in nature and enjoy that coldness, enjoy the shortness, and enjoy that. Um, I guess, that more introspective energy. And this is, you know, I was saying, get up and watch the sunrise before for the summer solstice. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then still go outside and either, you know, stargaze that night on the 21st of June, but also get out and go for a bit of a walk early in the morning or late at night and feel the coolness of your skin. Know that from this day onwards, the days are going to get longer and longer and we're going to head towards those more, warm days those summery days those exciting days and that type of thing and as we do that we're really kind of bringing in um, more and more energy so whereas we we're talking before about with the summer solstice we're going to focus on our solar plexus chakra those in the southern hemisphere during yule or the winter solstice this is a great time to focus on your crown chakra now of the seven main chakras we know that the crown chakra is the most spiritual. And this is a really great time because you'll notice in the middle of winter, who feels like getting out of bed? Who feels like socializing? You know, we all feel a little bit more quiet and snuggly. And still, we're in a lot more of a yin kind of energy because there isn't much yang energy around. The sun is at its weakest. So this is a great time to reconnect with your spiritual purpose. Contemplate: am I on the right path? A lot of us, we're always go, 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 go. And we get to the end of a day or a week or a year or a lifetime and we're like, oh, this isn't where I intended to be. So you'll, the winter solstice is a great time to check in with your spirituality, what is in alignment and with what I want to do and am I heading in that direction and making some changes. So what we kind of do is we focus on the crown chakra on this festival, the next festival. We focus on our third eye which is in bulk and then at the spring equinox we go to our throat chakra we start to share it on beltane we start to go to the heart then we get to the summer solstice and the solar plexus and so on and see how as we go through the year we're working also cycling through the chakras as well and as those different festivals come up i'll pop on or jump on my youtube channel and i will explain which of those chakras we want to work with and why that type of thing as well So, of course, we can check our crown chakra, just like I described before with our pendulum. So if we find it's overactive, we want to settle that down with something like a purple fluorite or a lapidite. If it's underactive and we want to stimulate our crown chakra more, amethyst is really good. Um, And I also like to use um, good old lavender oil. If it's overactive, try rosemary oil. And then if it's balanced crystals such as... um, Sugilite is absolutely amazing. I love purple tourmaline is really good. Um, You can get a purple barrel. That's really nice as well. And frankincense is actually really amazing as well. So we'll all have our frankincense out this weekend or the next weekend coming um, to help us keep that balance in that crown chakra. And of course, test that with your pendulum and see how you go as well. This is also a really great time because it is a time when we hopefully we have our strength and hopefully we have the ability to give to others and so that tradition of gift giving is to help people get through those hard times so what can you do you can put up a, a feeder for birds cuz you know it's harder for them to find food at this type of at this time and some people go oh well you know i'm kind of interfering in nature but i'm like we chop down a lot of trees and take it, a lot of their landscape we can kind of give a little bit back so i have a bird feeder and i have bandicoots and crows and ravens and parrots, um, all feeding out of that. So that's a really nice thing to do over the uh, winter solstice. Um, I like to get some friends together. Sometimes we'll do food shelter um, or work with other, other charity, or for my birthday, which is the fifteenth of June, the next weekend, we're actually going to be all gathering together for that, and we're going to have a bit of a feast. We're going to have lots of traditional food. So traditional foods for the winter solstice: nuts broccoli carrots um apples pears um ginger uh caraway cakes um and then drinks mulled wine spice cider um eggnog um even any of your christmasy kind of think a christmas feast that's kind of your yule feast or your winter solstice feast and we often ask our friends to bring along um something to donate to a charity as well like tin food or different things like that so that can be a really beautiful thing to do you also want to work, um, you know, you're working with your violet crystals. You can put some of them out in the cool winter's night. And also oils that I would work with in this time. These are going to be your more spiritual, your more introspective ones. So your lavender is great. Um, hyssop is great. Um, rosemary is great. What else do I love for the crown chakra? Um, frankincense, as we said before. Those types of ones can be really great. Um, anything that kind of really... you. Absolutely amazing. Brings, you know, in this cold, let's it has a really buoyant, joyous kind of energy. Absolutely amazing to work with um, at this time to bring a bit of joy and bring a bit of warmth to the cold time as well. So, what I'd recommend next weekend that's coming ahead on the 21st and 22nd, it's the solstice. So, how can you celebrate it? Now, it could just be something really small. It can be a five or a 10 second kind of thing, or, you know, Spend five minutes out, go for a walk, or you can get right in there and build grids, make intentions, um, you know, do some charity work, whatever you want. But in working with crystals and essential oils and having a love for them, having a love for nature, which is who gives us these beautiful gifts and working with her cycles will really help you to understand more from your crystals and your oils as well. So after the break, we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about the new moon that's also happening at the same time as the solstice, just briefly. And then we're going to dive into something that always gets a bit of a response and everyone likes to get a little bit psycho about it. Mercury retrograde. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back. Before we went on break, we were looking at the summer and the winter solstice for the different hemispheres that we can all celebrate in a small way or a big way. In the coming weekend, remember again, the solstice energy, the three days leading up, the day of and the day after is the best time to do all the different activities and jump in and do what I've been talking about. But to add to the excitement of next weekend as well, we also have a new moon. Now, new moons, of course, are a time for reflection, for letting go of the old and going what didn't work in the last 28 days and setting new intentions as well. Now, a really cool thing that I only learned recently, but it's kind of changed the way I work with the moons, is you often hear that the full moon is in a different sign. Well, what happens is the new moon is in the opposing sign. So you know how you see a bit of a wheel of the year and you see the wheel of the zodiac signs and there's always obviously one on the opposite side. They normally have opposing energies. So the next full moon, the one happening in July, will be in Capricorn, which is all about success and career and creating a legacy and that type of thing. The new moon is in Cancer, which is all about family and home life rather than work life. And so this is a really good time to kind of get these two in balance in this lunar cycle. So in the new moon, what we do is we contemplate, what support do I need to bring into my life in order to be successful in my career, in my external life. And so the new moon is a really great time to think about family. Think about, you know, there's there's a couple of reasons why we want to focus on this on the new moon. First of all, as we become more successful, as we go out there in the world, obviously there's going to be challenges and we don't want to, you know, if you don't have that support through those hard times, it can be hard. We're social beings. We like to have people around us. So that's one reason why we want to have support. And that's a very Cancerian kind of energy. The other thing is you can have these lofty goals and go out there and kick every goal that you want and, and you know, achieve it and stand at the top of the mountain and then you turn around to celebrate it and there's no one there. And so this is where the new moon in Cancer is a good time to check in and go, why am I trying to be successful? Who is this benefiting? Who's supporting me? And am I doing this for myself or am I doing it for my family, my friends, my, you know, my group, whatever group that may be, that soul family, that type of thing. So do I have that support? Now, any of your black crystals are going to be great for this time to kind of really take you into that more introspective time. The oil that I'd recommend working with over the new moon is myrrh. Now, this is really interesting if you're in the Southern Hemisphere because we've got myrrh and we've got frankincense. And remember, it's that Yule time. Jesus was given frankincense and myrrh as two of his two gifts from the wise men. So myrrh is got a real... It's sometimes got a... Well, it does have a real motherly energy. Not sometimes, all the time. But it's a really nice one to kind of nurture. And it's also sacred to the angel of cancer named Muriel. And I'm doing a bit of an angel series on my YouTube channel at the moment, so check that out. I haven't got up to Muriel yet, so you have to be a little bit patient. But Muriel is the guardian angel of Cancerians and bringing in that Cancerian energy. So if you know in your birth chart that you lack Cancerian energy, working with myrrh essential oil and the angel Muriel can be really quite beneficial as well. So have that oil diffusing that night as well. Breathe that in. And while you're setting your intentions for the new year, for the next 12 months, you can also go, who am I doing this for and whose support do I have and what do I need to do to maybe make some changes? So in the next 12 months in the solar year and in the next coming days of that lunar rotation, when we go to the full moon in 14 days, when you're setting goals on the full moon of Capricorn about how you want to make a big difference in the world and what legacy you want to leave and what you want to be remembered for and all that type of thing have kind of balanced out. Why am I doing that first? Does that make sense? So like every lunar cycle has this real balancing. Otherwise, we kind of end up neglecting one side of our life for the other. So that's what we can do with that new moon energy as well. And if you want, you can split the new moon energy with the um, with the solstice and celebrate one on one day and one on the other. Especially in the southern hemisphere, you know, the new moon energy and the winter solstice both had that real introspective. What am I doing with my life? And surrounding yourself with people and that's why for my birthday i'm having a group of my close friends together we're having a bit of a feast and i'm surrounding myself in the warmth of my friends and making sure that you know i have that company and i have that support in what i want to do and strengthening those bonds and the warmth of our hearts keeps us all warm in the coldest of days whether that be in the middle of winter or whenever one of us is having a rough time in life in the future okay It's time to talk about Mercury Retrograde. This is our second Mercury Retrograde for 2020. Now, often when you hear about Mercury Retrograde, you see all these posts go across social media of like, oh my God, it's going to be chaos for about three weeks and all that type of thing. So first of all, what is a retrograde? Well, if you stand out for a long, long time outside and watch the path of the sun and the moon, you'll notice that they go along what I call the same train track. And there's some really great apps, there's one called Star App, where you can actually point it at that train track, and you'll notice that all the planets, from Mercury all the way up to Pluto, they all transit along that train track as well, at their own pace. So they're all going exactly the same way at different speeds. Now, what our ancestors noticed is that certain times of the year, it would look as though one of those planets was going across that train track the same way as the sun and the moon and then suddenly slam on its brakes and then start going backwards. Now, is that what a planet is doing when it's going retrograde? Is it actually changing direction? No. It's just because of the position of the Earth, the sun and that planet that it looks like it's going backwards in our sky. But what has been noticed over the thousands of years that we've been looking at the stars and looking at the planets and observing their influence on our planet is that whenever a planet goes into retrograde, whatever energy it governs, whatever energy it brings down to Earth, is taken away from us. So, what do we know about Mercury? Mercury is about communication. It's about short trips. It's about electronics. It's about all those kind of, you know, Mercury rules, Gemini and Virgo. So it's all very much about the intellect and the mind and communication and all those types of things. So... When Mercury goes into retrograde and it does this about three or four times a year for three weeks, so it's the shortest retrograde, but it happens more often. What happens is I want you to imagine that Mercury is one of your parents and you're still young and Mercury is like, right, I'm going to leave you alone for three weeks and I'm going to see how you do. Now, if you're left at home by yourself, you have two options. You can either make a mess of the place and burn the house down or it's a place to learn. And this is exactly the excitement and why I love retrogrades, because what will happen is you're not getting that supportive energy from Mercury with your communication. So communication is going to be harder. You're going to misread things. There can be problems with timing. There can be problems with electronics. This is where you have two choices. You can either throw your hands up in the air and go, oh, it's too hard, and just blame Mercury retrograde, or... And I'm hoping to take the second option. If you're interested in growing as a human being and evolving as a spiritual individual, you can look at the problems that come up, see them as signposts and go, "Ooh, I'm not doing too well here. I need to fix that. So just like if we're at home and we're cooking for ourselves for the very first time and we burn the toast because we cooked it for three minutes, we're going to go, oh, I need to change that. And next time when I make the toast, I'm just going to cook it for two minutes and see how that goes. So do you see how each of the planets governs different things? And when they go into retrograde, we can learn different things. So what are we going to learn with Mercury retrograde in general? So these are all Mercury retrogrades. Communication will be harder. And a lot of the time when there's a communication breakdown, what do we do? We point the finger at the other person and go, oh, well, they they can't understand what I'm saying. They're, They're dumb, whatever. But each time that there's a communication breakdown, how can you communicate better? How can you communicate more clearly, stronger? What can you do to make sure your message is heard? Other things, we can make sure we read contracts properly and and just emails and all types of communication, make sure there's no misunderstanding. You know, often if you're a bit of a skimmer, this will be a bit of a problem during Mercury Retrograde, you'll miss that. Um, Sometimes, you know, there'll be delays in short trips like driving to work and different things like that. How can I manage my time more? All different things like that, and so whenever these problems come up, how can I? How, you can either evolve and thrive during this time, or you can kind of just fall on the ground, kick and scream and cry, and that type of thing as well. Now, of course, as the moon is in each of these star signs that we've been referring to as well, each of the planets are hanging out in a star sign as well, and so that will kind of flavor each retrograde. So this Mercury retrograde is in cancer. We're talking a lot about cancer tonight, aren't we? Yeah, or tonight or today, whatever whatever time you're listening to this. So what can we expect with this? So what you may find is that you're going to have problems, even if you're a brilliant speaker, this planetary period will muddle your thoughts and your words. So you'll just find it really difficult to locate the proper word to convey exactly what you mean. And in the end, what you might find is it's just easier to say nothing at all. Because you're just getting oh, it's just too hard. And that's okay. Just be aware of that. And if you do need to say something, take your time. Allocate more time to write that email. Do whatever you need to do. Um, to control your environment a bit better, you may unconsciously start to manipulate your words to get the desired re- result. And that's kind of the negative aspect of that cancerian energy, being a bit manipulative. So be aware of that. You're, you're not getting too manipulative with your words during this time. You may find that you're a bit more sensitive or touchy as Mercury goes into retrograde. Now, Mercury is going into retrograde as well on the 18th, which is on the uh, Thursday. So just be aware that you may be a little bit touchy, and it's normally when the planet's going in and out of retrograde that it's the most. So around maybe the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, say this coming week, you may be a little bit touchy or sensitive to what other people say, and then when it comes out of retrograde or goes direct again, the 12th of May is going to be another time when it'll kind of hurt a little bit as well kind So you may find that it's better for you to not spend so much time in social gatherings to actually hang out more with family which is great because I know in many different countries we're still in isolation or hibernation or because of the pandemic so that works really well as well. So if you do have a craving for a larger gathering a family reunion or getting families together is probably a better idea than going out with your friends at this time. Now, cancer does rule the digestive system. So, if you're catering, or if you're going to a restaurant for yourself and for other people, just be a little bit mindful because their stomach can be a little bit, di- um, a little bit touchy during this Mercury retrograde time. Finally, if you are at home, really great time to redecorate, to you know declutter and that type of thing, or even anything that's been neglected around the house. This is a really good time to make your home more of a nest as well friendly reminder if you remember when we talked about from that podcast a couple of weeks ago that loving feeling and i talked about venus retrograde venus is in retrograde till the 25th of june so we've got till next week or the week beyond that and when venus is in retrograde our taste isn't at its best we we can't see beauty because she's gone away and so she's not helping us with our judgment in beauty so i wouldn't be redecorating in the in the next couple of weeks, I'd wait a little while just to make sure that your judgment is clear as well. So what different gifts of nature can we work with during this time? Any soft blue crystal is going to be great. What we want to do is we want to soften our communication. My favorite one would be blue chalcedony, but you can also work with blue lace agate. You can work with angelite. You could work with blue calcite. Anything that's going to soften the way you speak and slow down the way you speak And also soothe communication between people because people will be a little bit sensitive or a little bit touchy. We're we're focusing a little bit on that throat chakra in this point in time. Essential oil wise, your chamomiles. I'd be looking at maybe Roman chamomile would be my absolute favorite for just helping you to be a little bit more soft and gentle in the way you communicate as well. So that's what you can expect coming up in the next week. There are some great opportunities for us to celebrate the sun celebrate that yang energy to you know get really clear on our communication and to work with some beautiful gifts of nature in this time so whenever there is a shift on earth those that know what's happening and how to act can actually find this a great time to thrive and those that don't get swept up in their excuses and the chaos of it all and they just can't handle it so hopefully today's podcast has given you some crystals and some oils and some beautiful gifts of nature that you can work with to celebrate and to really honour Mercury retrograde, the summer and the winter solstice, and the new moon. Thank you so much for joining me on the blessed journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you, so you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.